a world where there's so much noise and information. One podcast is on a mission to cut the fluff and get strategic. A place where you receive the latest tips to expanding your leadership, optimizing your business, and ways to become a truly peak performance human. Now, get ready as your host, Jake Havron, is here to help you live the strategic life. All right, we're going to be diving in here today to four powerful ways to better network because I don't know if you looked around, but live events, live networks are happening again, and I couldn't be any happier. I know that you're probably extremely excited as well, unless you're the type of person that loves living behind the camera on Zoom and just do Zoom meetings all day, but that's definitely not me. Uh, However, I see a lot of people that are out there networking, and they have no clue how to do it properly. And there's a skill to this. Like, I just want to be real. There's a skill to networking because truthfully, networking is communication at its finest. It's being able to communicate properly so you can make a proper partnership, so you can make a proper friendship, so you could have a proper business deal, whatever it is, it's communication at its finest. And I'm going to break down today four powerful ways that I personally found how to network and how to communicate properly because this isn't no vanilla 101 networking skills. This is very tangible and strategic. So buckle up, listen in here. Um, and I just want to share a quick story. Networking completely changed my life because I was invited a couple of years ago to a Tony Robbins event, which is, you know, 15,000 people. One of my good friends and, and past business partners, Sarah, uh, she invited me because her friends, her husband couldn't go. And it was two weeks before the event. And she was like, Hey, Jake, you want to go? And I was like, uh, I don't know who really Tony Robbins is, but yeah, let's do it. And I went there as in Dallas. Anyone that's listening into this, I was at the July UPW in Dallas. You know what I'm talking about. And we went from sitting up in the nosebleeds. This is a 15,000 person event to going down and sitting in the front rows because Sarah, she knew how to ask quality questions. And she asked, how do I get down to the front rows? And the crew member helping her out, if you guys know Sarah, she's... um Got in an uh, ATV accident a couple of years ago, and uh, she was one of my first clients when I was back as a personal trainer, transformative body. We created a, a program that helped people with spinal cord, or, spinal cord injuries um, be able to get fit, be able to get healthy, and just life has never been the same. And so she got down to the front rows. I was so ecstatic for her, but I was also like, how do I get down there? See if you can find another ticket. And, you know, she asked around and 10 minutes before Tony got on stage, I got a guest pass to be up there and it completely changed my life. However, it's not just the environment I was in that changed my life. It was the ability to rise to the occasion and follow these four powerful tips I'm going to provide you that allowed me to completely change my life. I did business deals I couldn't even imagine. I made friends with people I couldn't even fathom would want to be friends with me because I saw myself as young and insignificant and not in the same tax bracket as them, but it didn't matter because I really knew how to network and I constantly refined this as well. It is not something you just learn and you're done. It's a constant process. But I'm going to give you four powerful ways to better network here. Just know that when you do these things, I want them to become eventually subconscious competent, meaning that you do it without even thinking about it, right? You'll have to be consciously competent on it for a while. You have to think about it, but pretty soon this will be second nature. So let, without further ado, let's dive in. Number one is before you go to any event, this sounds so mundane, but you have to know what your outcome is. 
You got to know why you're going to the event and what you want to create. Because just like in life, if you do not have clarity on your goals or what you want, you will not get results because with vague outcomes, you get vague results. And it's the same thing with networking. If you want to go there to have uh, incredible friendships being built, then that's awesome. Then you're going to go be intentful with those friendships. But if you want to go and find business deals or find people to invest in new projects, then that's an outcome as well. But if you want to have clients, which I know if you're listening to this, you want to find people to either serve or to get into their network to serve and make it a win-win situation as you always should. There should be never taking without giving first. Then you have to have that known outcome because clarity comes power and it's in your subconscious mind. You know what you want to do. So you say the right things. You meet the right people. You do the right things. That's how your reticular activating system works. Number one is you got to know your outcome, right? Pretty simple, pretty to the point. But number two is you got to have clarity on the value you provide. Now this, let this sink in. You got to have clarity on the value you can provide. The pro tip here is not about the value that you do in your business, your service, or your product. You got to think bigger than that. If you want to stand out, you have to find ways to provide value or understand what's in your tool belt. So when you meet all these different people and, and people that are on different walks of life, you can think of people to connect them with, services that connect them with, podcasts to connect them with, books to connect them with. You want to have like this vault, this, this tool belt. I like to call it like you're like master carpenter. No matter what situation life throws at you, you pull out the right tool to fix it, right? Or to, to build it or to create something. That's what you want to do. And that is one of the most powerful ways to give value is by connecting other people. That's what I do. Let me give you a personal story. I know per people specifically to refer that I've used service with, that I trust, that I know, that I like. So then when I have someone else, for example, I have a, a friend, Tyler McBroom. He's one of the top tax strategists. He works with Tony Robbins, been on Tony Robbins stage, talking tax advice for entrepreneurs. Incredible human. I use his service. I've already recommended him to multiple people. I know that's a massive value add. So when I go and meet entrepreneurs and they tell me, yeah, their goal is to try to, you know, do real estate or passive income to, um, you know, make their taxes go to zero and have all these different strategies. I'm saying, Hey, you know what? I actually know a guy I'm using him right now at his services, but he's an incredible guy. He works with people just like you. His name's Tyler. If you want, I could intro you to him. You know, a lot of people try to work with him. Um, I could do a personal intro. If not, you'd have to talk to some other people on his team because he's got so many leads, but I could do a personal intro. If you want, let me, let me tell you, um, and get you, get your number and I could connect you with him. How valuable is that? They're going to be like, oh my gosh, you know why that's so valuable is because they are getting value without feeling like you're selling them. Because if you're going to put your name behind someone else's name, it's like an indirect selling of giving so much value. You're actually selling someone else's service or product, but they trust that a lot more. Or for example, I was at a uh, Park City, Utah for an amazing networking event uh, about a month ago from recording this. And there was a a guy there that has a huge net worth, let's just say huge net worth. And over here, I'm having those, you know, thoughts going through my head. How can I serve this guy? What can I do? And I've trained my brain to say, you know, how, not how can I serve this guy, but what can I do to serve him? And then I realized that he has this huge net worth. He has this huge heart to serve and, and wants to create impact, but he didn't really have a social brand yet. It's still building. It's He doesn't have as, many, have as many followers, not as much engagement, not as much exposure. And I had a guy for him. And he does engagement and exposure and helps you 
build your brand. And I was like, I have a guy for you. I told him, I was like, if you want, he could do this. He could do that. I could put you same thing, put you on a connection. It gave him so much value. I don't know if they're doing business. They're probably still uh, processing that or figuring that out, but that doesn't matter. What matters is you find ways. This is step number two to have clarity on the value you provide. And if you could have people in your tool belt to give their services and products or put them together, not only are you giving massive value to the person you just met, but you better believe that person that you referred is also going to be looking at you like, wow, this guy actually cares about me. Wow. He's not all about himself. Like I, I want to further my partnership or relationship with him or her. You guys follow me on that? So that is a very indirect way of doing it. Now, if you don't have people in your network and you say, Jake, I don't know these people in that and I'm just starting. That's okay. Have books, have podcasts, have um, different sites that you know about that can, you know, if you hear someone say they're struggling with, you know, being how to being able to how to read faster and they want to read more and, and engage more and, and uh, absorb more. You could be, uh, you could have read Limitless by Jim Quick and know that he gives tips on how to read faster and he works with celebrities. And you say, Hey, you know what? Have you read that book, Limitless? Jim Quick, he's like the brain coach. And they're like, No, I never heard of it. Oh my gosh. He's like literally the expert for learning how to read faster. You should watch his content. I know there's a video on YouTube here. I'll send you a video after. Just, just if you're cool with it, give me your number. We'll connect on social media. I can send you his video on how to read faster. It's like less than 10 minutes. That is how you provide value. The last part on this for providing value is you might have an incredible service. You might have an incredible product for your own business. Like, let's be real. If you're listening to this, you probably do. You just have to be very particular with how you share that. You do not want to come off like, oh, he's just trying to get money from me or he's trying to just turn me into a client or she's trying to turn me into a client. It's not what you want to do, but it's all about the right feeling. And if you have an irresistible offer, which we'll talk about probably on a later podcast, how to create an irresistible offer. Like, for example, my business, I have uh, it's called an impact analysis. I work with businesses. I help them make more money than what they invest. They fill out this impact analysis. There's no risk, no strings attached. They fill it out and I could create a strategic game plan for them. That shows them how much money they can make through a marketing strategy, a sales strategy, a leadership optimization, delegation. So they stop doing so many things themselves and have other people. It's called impact analysis that the irresistible offer because it's, there's no risk. So that's one thing that when I'm networking and I'm connecting, I tell people and I say, Hey, um, you know, I, I, I could tell that you have some bottlenecks in your business. Like you mentioned, I do have this thing called impact analysis. I do work with people like you. There's no, no strings attached, but if you fill it out, I could most likely make a game plan that guarantees you're going to make a lot of money, right? I could do that. Well, if you're in the financial space, you could do an audit. If you're a coach, you could do a free coaching call just to give them value. And, and what I like to say is like, hey, look, there's no there's no strings attached. Like, I'm here to give you massive value. I'm not going to try to upsell you anything. Um, but if we want to have a coaching call, I could give you a coaching call because it sounds like you have some emotional trauma or you have a, a problem that you haven't solved yet. And that's what I specialize in. Have an irresistible offer. That's another way you can give massive value. So number one, you got to know your outcome. Number two. You got to have clarity on the value you provide. Going into number three, this is one thing that I see people just, they're just, they struggle with this, is actively listen. Actively listen, not passively listen. Actively listen. What does that mean? That means when someone is talking to you, you're actively listening to the words coming in. So that means you have to clear space in your head and not be thinking about, yes, I know it's so hard to try to listen and think at the same time, but you're not thinking about what you want to say. You're not thinking about 
how you want to talk about your business or this opportunity or what your experience at the event was. And you're just waiting for them to stop talking. So you can say, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, this is great. This is, yeah, I, my business does this. No, that's passively listening. And I'll tell you, you're not going to build a connection and you're not going to find ways to build value, especially if you're connecting with high level, you know, experienced people in the game. They've been around this rodeo a good amount of times. They've seen the people that know they could sniff them out from a mile away. The ones that just want to try to turn them into a client, try to get something from them and not give. But if you could actively listen, what you would do is when they're talking and they're saying, let's say, for example, um, you ask, you know, how's your experience been here so far? Like, what's the thing you've been taking away? And they're like, oh, you know, uh, it's been great. Like, uh, I, I never knew about this, uh, this, this, this triad of understanding your, your beliefs and understanding, you know, where you put your focus and like, oh, what, what did you, what about the beliefs stood out to you? See how I heard the word where he said beliefs. And I find a rabbit hole. I'm trying to be like Alice in Wonderland, like going through rabbit holes. I'm trying to find the rabbit holes of in between his sentences when he has a certain topic or she. I ask further on that and I say, what do you mean by that? Or what did you find? Or how was that for you? Now it goes a layer deeper. Or if another question you ask, you know, like, oh, like, where are you based out of? Like, where are you from? And they say, oh, you know, I used to live in Los Angeles, but things got tough. Like, there's a lot of crime, like, had a bad, bad situation. And I just knew I had to move to Vegas. And now I'm here and it's incredible. Oh, what happened in, what happened in LA? Like, what was the bad experience? And then they'll be like, oh, well, this happened, that happened. And then you, once again, find another word. That's you active listening. And I'll tell you by the end of this, you probably heard of this before, but I'm going to really ingrain this. You could speak about 20% of that entire conversation, them about 80%, and you're just asking quality questions, calibrated questions, and they're going to say, wow, that conversation with John was just absolutely incredible. Like, dude, like, I just, I enjoy talking with you. Of course, they enjoy talking with you because you're making them speak about themselves in a good way, and they feel good talking with you, and they don't feel like you're just pitching them the entire time. That is what actively listening is. Another little quick pro tip on actively listening, this actually comes from uh, negotiation skills, is that when people are speaking to build more rapport, you're finding about one to five words. Usually the sweet spot is three words that they say and you repeat that exactly. So let's say you're in the fitness space or the health and wellness and you have someone, this could even be in a sales call, not even just like networking, but they say, you know, I've just been struggling with this pudge around my stomach. It's been eating at me. Like, I just, I don't know what to do. You do not want to soften the words. You want to show you listen by saying the same words and say, pudge around the stomach. And you say it with a downward inflection, which means it's a question. Because if I say it with an upward inflection, that's a statement. But if I say with a pudge around the stomach, that's a downward inflection, which means you're asking questions. So they'll say, yeah, you know this, and they go deeper. But it shows that you're listening. This is just little pro strategic tips that allows you to take your networking to the next level. Don't listen only to just wait to talk, right? Listen to actually find ways to go down those deeper rabbit holes. And the last, last, <laughs> last pro tip I'll give on this is when they are talking, do not be the person. <laughs> You've probably seen this at least once or twice. You're going to be so aware of this now. There's always that person when you talk with them and they're like, uh-huh. Yep. 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 Oh, yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Yep. 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 And what the, the sad thing is, is they think 
that they are being actively listening, but really what their brain is trying to do, and don't be this person. That's what I'm trying to say. Don't be this person. What the brain is doing is their brain is trying to put that first feeler out, that first word, because with the first word comes the second, third, fourth, fifth. So it's almost like it's stuttering. The, the brain is stuttering because what it's going to say is, yep, once that person stops talking for a second or even a millisecond, that person is going to say, Yep. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, I got you. That makes total sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I was doing this yesterday and blah, blah, blah. And now they just not even, they don't even care. That's what the brain is doing. So please, number one, if you see that from someone, obviously don't just call them out on that. It wouldn't be the right way to do it, but you know, be aware of that. The second part of this is don't do it. Instead, what I, I say is, mm hmm. I do a lot of, mm hmm. I do slow head nods up and down slowly. If you do it too fast, it looks like you're trying to urge them. If you do it slowly, I kind of like give them a little smolder. Like I kind of like squint my uh, eyebrows. So it looks like I'm like understanding them. And I'm doing this genuinely and it becomes second nature after a while. You're going to have to practice this for a bit, but after a while, you're going to just be second nature and you're going to be even more charismatic and influential. And I say, yes. Like if they say, um, you know, it's just been a struggle. And, and like, I just, I'm so grateful I'm here. And I'm like, Hmm. Hmm. Yes. Ah, gotcha. Right. Very calm. Even if it's a high paced conversation, that will change the game. I'll tell you that. So we could go on and on with that. But that is number three. Actively listen. I hope you've been taking notes on that one. So number one, know your outcome. Number two, clarity on the value you provide. Number three, actively listen. And the final and fourth one of four powerful ways to better network is remember their name. You've most likely heard this multiple times. I'm going to give you the way that works for me so you could start doing this because there is nothing more sweet to the ears of a person than their own beautiful name. And that is just the truth. And when you remember names, I've had it where I was at a, a, a workshop. I was leading a 20 person mastermind. It was a bunch of business owners and investors in Austin, Texas. And it did like a, it was supposed to be a four hour workshop. It, it turned into eight hours and. I intentionally remember the names, 20 people within eight hours while I start, I have to teach content and engage and, and run the music and all these things. Trust me, that could be the last thing people think about, but I make it a priority and this is what stood out. One of the guests or one of the participants at this workshop, at the end of it, he came up and, and just he shared this in front of him. He's like, you know what? He's like, there's a lot of great things you shared. But he's like, the thing I was so impressed by is you remembered my name because we were about like two hours in the workshop. I was like writing some notes and then I had something to do on my phone. And obviously you noticed me doing that and you said my name, you called me out and it shocked me. He was like, it shocked me because I didn't even realize who was calling me because I was like, who knows my name? I just, I'm kind of new here. And he realized that I called him and he didn't forget that. And he respected that. And he's like, I want to learn how to remember names. So I'm here to teach you how to remember names because that will be something that makes you stand out because it shows you actually care and you're not out there to just try and collect numbers. You're actually out there to make friends and, and, and remember these names. So what I do is it's very simple. I learned this from Limitless and Jim Quick. But when I meet someone and I say, hey, what's going on? Like, uh, what's your name? And they say, it's, it's John right? Okay. The very first thing I do is I'm actively listening. So when I hear John, I repeat in my head, I say, John, 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 like literally. So I don't, cause if not, it'll go away in a whim, right? You ever had that before? So I say his name multiple times. And I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. John, where are you from? Yeah. You just see what I just did there. I just repeated his name back to him. It helps ingrain it. So it becomes more fluent because I hear it and now it's more ingrained. So I say, John, okay. The second pro tip 
is I try to find a, a, a catchy thing that connects with the name John. So for me, I, I think of John Jacob Jingleheimer Smith, like, you know, my name's Jake. So that it's so random, but that will ring in the back of my head. So while I'm listening, I'm like, oh my gosh, what is his name? What is his name? And I think of John Jacob Jingleheimer, and then boom, oh yeah, John. And I would repeat it again. Right. So if it's Bill, you could think of, uh, you know, like see him like as like a bill, uh, from your, your payments, right? Whatever works for you. If you can connect it to something, whether it's a familiar name, person, uh, an object, whatever it is, a famous, uh, celebrity that will help you connect that name because you want to actively remember this. And so what you want to do is you want to repeat their name about three to five times in the conversation you have with them, especially if it's a couple minutes. If you do it anymore, you're going to sound like a weirdo. You're literally, they're going to catch you trying to like sound like you're, you know, you're just weird. If you say it too little, you might not build as much rapport and you might forget their name. So three to five times. So right away I say, Hey, like, Oh, that's awesome. John, where are you from? And then, you know, especially this is a really bonus tip. If someone else is there that you know, or someone else comes into your circle, I make it a priority. To say, especially if I know like uh, Susie just came into the circle or another person and I say, hey, what's going on? What's your name? And they say it's, uh, you know, Rebecca. Oh, my gosh, Rebecca. Have you met John yet? Here, John, Rebecca, Rebecca, John. John's an incredible human. And I talk about John. That is how you build a lot of rapport. So you got to be the facilitator. This takes skill. You might feel like you're an introvert. You might feel like this is not your thing. That's okay. Do what's comfortable for you. But I tell you, if you want to be unforgettable when networking and when connecting, it's going to come down to little things like this. And let's do 4.5, right? So I, I, I just had another idea here because this actually is really powerful. So even though this podcast will be like the four powerful tips, we're going to have it as 4.5 powerful tips. So remember, number one is know your outcome. Number two is clarity on the value provide. Number three is actively listen. Number four is remembering names. Number 4.5 to wrap up this podcast is the follow-up. Now, what I do for following up is when I meet people at networking events, when I get their number, we exchange, whether it's on Instagram, social media, or phone number, which is priority. I take, get their number. I add it in. I take my phone and I literally turn on the selfie and I take a photo and text that right to them right there in their text message. Now, don't put it as a profile photo. Like, that's weird. <laughs> I've had people that put it as a profile photo. I'm like, uh, I don't know if I want to have that photo of us together on there. It looks so weird. So anyways, you send as a text message. Now it's the very first thing they see, right? So then they could connect the face, especially when they met 50 other people at the event that weekend, they could connect the face. And then also that night, you're going to send a text, especially if you're connecting or later that day, you're going to send a text and be like, Hey, John, um, it was incredible meeting you today and insert something unique. This is the thing where people just say, great to connect, looking forward to chat more. Uh, looking forward to our coaching call, looking forward to like, that's just vanilla. But if you say, Hey, John, it's great to connect, man. Um, loved your, your purpose you have for, you know, saving the planet, um, by cleaning up the beaches. Love it. Like, I look forward to learning more about your story. Wow. That is a follow up game or something unique about like, if you're, uh, if you guys had a funny encounter, right? Or something happened while you guys were conversating, say, Hey, John, it's Jake from the event last night. Um, Dude, I don't think we'll ever forget what Rebecca said uh, about XYZ, right? So something that stands out, put the extra five to 10 seconds, put the extra, you know, brain cells to work to make you stand apart from the rest that they met. 
These tips will completely change your life because they completely changed my life. You will go from, you already went from uh, subconscious incompetence, maybe some of these things you didn't know, right? But now everything is consciously incompetent, especially if you never practiced this. I want you to be consciously competent and start intentionally doing this. You have to think about it. You have to actually implement it. You have to be very focused on it. But soon enough, you'll become subconsciously competent, meaning you're just second nature, you're influential, you're networking, you're connecting. Business is going to be better. Relationships are going to be better. Opportunities are going to be expanded. And it's all because you implemented this. So with that, take these four powerful tips to better networking and go be a more influential leader and continue to live a strategic life. We're at the end of this show today, but let's keep the conversation going. If you receive massive value, not mediocre value, but massive value from this episode, then if you would, go to Apple Podcasts and leave a personal review right now, as your review may be the one that inspires someone to start living their strategic life. It's as simple as opening up the podcast app, search up this podcast, and scroll down to rate and review, and there you go. Also, if you share this podcast in your Instagram stories and tag me, at Jake Havron, I'd love to connect with you. All right, that's it. This is Jake Havron signing off. But remember this, my friend, go create your strategic life. See you in the next episode.